This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Jouar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Jouar, and today is Thursday, September 26, 2019. It is 1 plus 70 day, and my guest is... David Amel. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Very, very good. I'm in Seattle today, uh, but I did not cover Amazon. So Yeah, you know, it's funny. They never even invited me. So I'm like, okay. I, I, all of a sudden, I make all this Amazon news out there, and I'm like, thanks, guys, for the non-invite invite. It's funny because I didn't get an invite either. Um, I'm on the West Coast, though. I'm actually already in Seattle, and uh, I hit up one of my contacts from IFA. And she was like, oh, let me get you an invite. Uh, hold tight. And then she just never replied. I followed up three times. She never replied. <laughs> so it's okay. They sent they sent one of our guys from India, though, which I think is pretty funny. That is they, hilarious. They flew him all the way here from India, and I was already in the city, but whatever. Well, so the, the funny <laughs> thing is that I, you know, had a relationship at one point with Amazon. And, like, when I was at Engadget, I, I used to go to their events and stuff. And then somehow that just disappeared since then. I just don't have anything. I need to, like, rebuild that relationship, basically. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Amazon today at all. Honestly, I don't care. Like, I, I'm, it's awesome what they did. Like, it's cool stuff. I'm just not in that ecosystem very much, other than Amazon Prime Video. And plus, we have a phone to talk about. Yes, we do have a very cool phone to talk about. Okay, you've had the phone for a few days. I've had the phone for a few days. People, hopefully you go to geekspin.com, read my review, uh, and check out David's review at Android Authority. So what do you think? Like, like, there's a bunch of stuff that puzzles me about the placing in the lineup of this phone, right? Like, where where does it fit? But other than that, I mean, I love it. Yeah, um, it's it's really interesting, right? Because they released the OnePlus 7 Pro in the United States last year, and then this year... They released the OnePlus 7T. Uh, well, not last year, earlier this year. <laughs> and then this iteration, they released the OnePlus 7T. And it is cheaper than the Pro, but it actually is like better in a lot of ways, uh, which is pretty interesting to me. I didn't really like the curved um, display on the Pro because it was so curved that it had a ton of glare. Like any anywhere you looked at it, there was just a lot of glare on the sides. But the OnePlus 7T is flat. It's got a faster processor. It's the Snapdragon 855 Plus, um, which honestly is crazy that they could put that. It is so fast. Yeah. I, I wrote in my review, like, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing because a lot of people are going to say, oh, come on, every phone is fast. And I'm like, no. Like, I think unless you actually experience this phone, you won't know. You won't have a point of reference. It's yeah. like it's like the, the, the OnePlus 6T was fast. Then the OnePlus 7 Pro was like, oh my God, fast. And then the only point of reference I had to me that was just a, almost as fast was, has always been the Kirin chips from Huawei, right? Right. So like they have a very, because they're very vertically integrated, they can very much optimize. And then the result is like P30 Pro is fast, Mate 20 Pro was fast, P20 was fast, etc. And obviously I haven't played with the Mate 30 Pro now, but I'm sure it's fast with the new Kirin 990. So the thing to me is that, those have always been my go-to. Like, if I want fast, I go to OnePlus or I go to Huawei. Of course, you know, very different experiences, right? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm always kind of confused when people review phones and they say they're fast, um, unless unless it has like a physically fast display or like short animation times or something. <laughs> because, like, yeah, the ninety the ninety hertz, you can just feel how fast it is. Like, literally, right now as we're talking, I'm like flicking around the home screen, like going up and down in the app drawer. And like the 90 Hertz display is just insane, right? Like it, it right. Looks, and so it I looks... think that's what we're talking about when we mean fast, we, right? We mean like it's not like, yes, you can do benchmarks and say it's fast, yeah, or you can play a, a really great game like PUBG and say it's fast. But what I'm talking about and what you're talking about here is like, how does it feel to use? And this is kind of what I was getting to. The OnePlus 70 is the first phone, and I wrote this in my review where I spent a solid 10 minutes in Gmail, like hardcore triaging, deleting, responding, trashing stuff, yeah. like completely changing folders, reorganizing. And the first time ever I've used Gmail on any Android phone where it kept up with my fingers. 
There was no delay. Yeah. None of the UI started in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I have never had that happen on an Android phone before. Even the OnePlus 7 Pro wasn't that smooth. To yeah, me. yeah, it definitely does feel like a next level of smooth, which is really interesting to me. Like, I, I don't know. It's like the 90 hertz display plus the, the clarity of this display. I honestly think this is one of the best displays that I've ever seen on a phone, which is crazy. Uh, we did a bunch of, we do a bunch of like objective testing um, at Android Authority and we have a all this testing equipment. And even though this is a 1080p display, um, besides resolution clarity, it beat the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus on like every metric. Like, like objective testing. Yeah, objectively. Wow. It, it, yeah, yeah, like brightness and like color accuracy and like all this stuff. It's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, I love the display. It's great. And I think 90 hertz, once you live with 90 hertz folks on an OLED, you'll yeah. never go back. It's hard you'll to go. Want, yeah. You'll want 120, but yeah. you, you'll never go back well, because it's insane. Yeah, so the ROG Phone 2 has 120 on an AMOLED, but it is not that bright. So that's kind right. of the trade-off, but th this thing is bright as hell. And the so. original ROG phone had 90 on an, on, on an OLED as well. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if the entire UI ran at 90. I think it was just in games. Yeah, right. Whereas that supported on the, it, which was like two games or something. Yeah, on the two, you can, um, you can decide if you want the entire UI to run at 120 hertz, if you want. Yeah. Which is so cool. that's cool. And so honestly, I'm, that's the thing that stokes me the most. It's bright. It's smooth because of the 90 hertz. It's good enough resolution. And the thing that I love, love, love about this phone, and it be, it's primarily because of the display, is that it is narrow. Not too narrow like mm. the Xperia 1, mm -hmm. but narrow and tall enough that I get lots of productivity space uh, real estate for my screen, but I also can type with one hand. I can use the keyboard still with two fingers and not feel like it's too crowded. It's it's like almost a perfect aspect ratio and diagonal size for me. Yeah, so they they actually um, made it taller than the OnePlus Seven. Uh, it's now 1080 by 2400, and it's yeah. a it's a 20 by nine aspect ratio. But yeah, it's I put that in my review. It feels a little bit more like candy bar shaped. And I really like that. Um, and no stupid waterfall display. It's, yeah, it's dumb. It's really dumb. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. my pet peeve right now. I, waterfall displays, in my opinion, are so pointless. Um, I mean, you, as you said, reflections all over the... I compared them side by side a lot, yeah. the 7 Pro and the 7T. And you're right. Like I just like the display. Honestly, other than the resolution, which my eyes can't see, I don't have good enough eyes. And battery life suffers from higher res. I mean, I know it scales, right, automatically. Both my 7 Pros are set to auto-scale the, the resolution, and I don't really probably notice because my eyes aren't shit. But hey, you know. I honestly think that the clarity on... I, I don't know, really know what it is. It might just be like the brightness or the clarity on the OnePlus 7T is like better than the 7 Pro. And it could be um, one of the things that OnePlus was able to do was they, they reduced the amount of blue light emitting from the diodes by 42%. Um, yeah. since the 7 Pro, and yeah. that honestly could be a big part of it. Yeah, so. and and of course, there's a there's a teardrop notch, but it's smaller by like 31% or something. Yeah, 31.6. Honestly, <laughs> you don't notice it until you put it side by side with like my, I put it side by with my 6T McLaren edition, and I'm like, yep, that is a smaller notch. Yeah. And generally speaking, let's bezel. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of a chin still, but look, this you're right, this screen, holy crap balls. Yeah, the screen is just freaking awesome. And like then the performance. Because of the screen, I think, in great part, the UI running at 90 hertz. But I think that uh, there's got to be something about that Snapdragon. Either the Snapdragon 855 Plus is slightly underrated or... Well, the, it's only in two phones right now. It's no, only but it could also be Android 10 plus yeah. optimizations from OnePlus. So what I'm saying is because a number of things are going on here. Like, yeah. the, this insane feeling of speed is in the user experience comes from... The display, 90 hertz, the fact that you only have to drive 1080p, the fact that you have a Snapdragon 8055 Plus, which is slightly faster than 8055, even at base clock speed, I believe. And then the Android 10, and finally, you know, OnePlus claims 370 optimizations, more than that. Like, it's such a funny thing to say in the paperwork, they said more than 370 optimizations. I'm like, why didn't you just say more than 300? Because honestly, if you're not going to give me an exact number, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they told me 370 is what they, they told but, me. But in the paperwork, like the the actual like reviewers guide, it says more than 370. 
Like who, who says that? Like you say more than 200, more than 500, like more than 300 maybe, but you don't say like a weird, like, it's like saying, hi, we have more than 371 optimizations. Here's the thing is if they push a zero day update or something, then that's technically an improvement. It's so they- the lawyers. It's the lawyers. The lawyers got their hands on it. Yeah, I really yeah. think they should, as a joke, they should have done that. I think the review, the people that wrote the reviews guide should have like said, you know, we know it's 370. It might be more. The lawyers aren't happy that we say 370. Why don't we put more than 369? Yeah. And that way it would have been a really funny joke for us to read. Like, because we'd yeah. be like, that is what? Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> but um, yeah, I think my, my biggest gripe with this phone so far has been battery life. Um, Interesting. I have a pretty good performance on battery life. Oh, really? It's- yeah, I mean, it's not horrible. Like, I can definitely do a solid heavy-duty day. But it's it seems... It seems less like I've been using so many phones lately that are so good on battery life. I'll give you an example. Another phone I reviewed literally just a day before mm. is the ZT Axon 10 Pro. Mm-hmm. And that's got a 4,000 milliamp hour battery right. with, a, with an 855 non-plus. And I, that thing, I was getting 50 hours of light use on a charge. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. And (laughs) and I'm talking light use, right? You know, you just like use the phone three times a day, five times a day for like, you know, maybe one photo and some emails. And, you know, the kind of thing where the phone is in your pocket, you're reviewing another phone. So you're too busy with the other phone. And I was like, seriously, three, three freaking days with two nights in between. And I was at like something 15% when I plugged it in. And it said 50 hours. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, pretty crazy. So my point is, once you have phones like that in your hands, uh, of course it does feel a little weird to go back. And just to be sure, the Axon has a 4,000 milliamp hour battery. So going back to 3,800, that's 200 less. That's not much on paper, but I'm yeah. sure that combined with that higher refresh rate and right. the faster chip, right? It's a really bright display that's brighter than the Note 10 Plus. It is the 90 hertz, uh, and then it's also the... Basically, the 855 Plus is just an overclocked 855, so it's just using more energy. <laughs> so b- basically, it's just like those things in tandem kind of drain the battery more. So you say you're disappointed. Like, are you still thinking it's like, what are you getting? Like, I, what are, what screen on times? I've kind of extrapolated my screen on time because I haven't had enough time with the phone to really get a solid like number. But my okay. extrapolation is four and a half. I'm getting about five to five and a half, okay. um, which so on the 6T... I got six and a half. And then on basically on, on good phones, I get about eight, right? Like the, uh, the, me a good phone is six. The galaxy S 10 plus. I usually get, I got, I got eight. Um, the Huawei mate or the Huawei P 30 pro. I got like 10. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I guess I'm comparing to like the really good phones. Uh, you know, it's so funny how that is so subjective. Like people think screen on time is screen on time. I'm it, like, no. Yeah. Talk to different people and based on their working habits, yeah. their screen on time is going to be very different than your screen on time. And it, it comes down to so many things. Like how, how long are you on Wi-Fi? Like how much are you on cellular? Like are you watching videos? Are you multitasking more? Are you playing games? Like it, it completely changes, right? And so, yeah, I'd, I'd say that like an average screen on time for me would be about six hours for my usage. Good is like, like really pretty good is like eight. And then like insane is like 10. So I got five and a half on this, which is like a little lower, but again, um, they shipped a new charger with this phone. It's called the warp charge 30 T charger. Well, no, the charger is the same. So that's the thing. It's inside the phone that is different. You know this, right? The charger is exactly the same charger as the McLaren edition. So it is a Warp 30 charger. I think it's different. No, no, it's not. It's inside the phone. The charging circuit is different. Are you sure? Because it says yeah. Warp Charge 30T charger on the charger. Yeah, but as far as I know, it's the same thing. Like, that's what they told me in the briefing. Huh. They, they told me that the charger was... Like okay, they told me efficient. the phone is different. That's interesting. Okay, well, we'll get that clarified. Who knows? Because my yeah. <laughs> review says the phone is different. Interesting. Uh, I guess what we could do is test, like, You know a, what? A Eric's going to listen to this podcast and he's going to email <laughs> us right now. Actually, I'm going to email him as we're speaking. Okay. Because 
you know, you never know. Maybe by the end of the show, we'll have an answer for you. <laughs> um, but anyway, you're right. I mean, the bottom line is it charges 20% faster mm. or something, Well, right? so they said 20% in my testing, I got about 11% faster. See, you tested it because you're a thorough journalist. Unlike <laughs> me, who's was like, yeah, whatever. It's faster. Okay, I, I'll buy it. Because I, I never, like, I'm still charging my all my OnePluses with a 25-watt charger from whatever, three model, four models ago, because I'm too lazy to, like, because it's right there at my desk already oh. plugged in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I didn't test it. I got 11%, but also I didn't really take into the fact that the battery is 100 milliamp hours uh, bigger than the OnePlus 7. So I should probably do the math on that, and it would probably come out to about 15. Um, right. Yeah. So that's right. from zero. My my times were pretty good. Uh, in 15 minutes, it charged to 45%. In 30 minutes, it charged to 75%. And in an hour, it was at 98 So either way, getting your phone to 75% in half an hour is pretty freaking good. That, that, that means that their like, day's power in half an hour mantra is actually pretty true, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, look, don't worry about the screen on time. Mine is an estimate of four and a half. I was hammering the phone at the time. When I was getting trying to measure and get a feel, I was taking all the photos for the review and stuff. So, you know, I think it's probably very easy to achieve five and a half, six hours, which, you know, again, it's not normalized because everybody's got a slightly different experience with that. But I would say that's kind of my gut feeling. And and I'm not I'm not complaining, but you feel it's better or worse than the seven pro? Uh the screen on time? No, the battery life. Oh, the battery life. Um, I think it's a little worse, if not the about the same. I had the same. I had, I, I think I had about the same battery life on the Seven Pro. That was honestly my biggest issue with the Seven Pro. Uh, my big two things were the battery life was met, and then the phone was just too big. <laughs> oh, it's big. So this solves the whole problem. If you're looking for a OnePlus phone and you love OnePlus phones and you want something that just really feels incredible in hand, this is it. Yeah, this right. is a insanely good phone, especially for five hundred ninety nine dollars. It's like it's such a no brainer. I feel like I don't know OnePlus UI as well is just so freaking good. Like I, it's my favorite. It's my favorite Android skin like ever. So, and the fact that it's on Android ten too, and they they've made so many minor improvements that are actually pretty awesome. Like. Uh, the always-on display can now display more information. Um, have you noticed that the pixels... It's not always-on, though. That's my gripe. It's, well, yeah. And, and they call it yeah. ambient, but ambient, ambient means it's always-on, and it's right. not. It's just on when you tap the screen or, or when you, you lift the phone up. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. best you can get. Like, on a on a pixel, it's always-on. Yeah. And on most phones, like Galaxies, it's always-on. And so I wish I'd actually done this. Like, that's A real always-on. That was one of my gripes in the review. It might be... Have you noticed that the just the ambient display, like when you pick it up, the pixels that illuminate are extremely bright. If you compare yeah. if you compare that to like uh, a Pixel or a Samsung phone, those are like half pr- probably half brightness just to kind of like save power. I think what OnePlus could do is instead of having the pixels be so bright, they could like lower them and then have them be always on that would be kind of an optimization so yeah eric right. if you are listening to this <laughs> then, <laughs> then i'm actually asking him or i'm sending him an email um we'll find out maybe by the end of the show but but okay so look we talked about display talk about battery life i don't even want to go into benchmarks because forget i don't care the thing is freaking fast my 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 headline for the review on geekspin is blistering performance comma bargain price because that's yeah. really what it is. I have never touched a phone other than maybe an iPhone. I, I hate to say this, but iPhones feel so smooth. After you've used Android for a while, you go touch somebody's new iPhone, newish iPhone. It can be last year's. So it doesn't have to be an 11. And you go like, oh, oh, where have you been all my life, you smooth UI yeah. and UX? <laughs> and I you know. apps that run like butter and silk. And then you use a OnePlus and yes. Yeah. It's like we re- yes. we review a lot of phones, right? And it's like we just go back and forth and it's like, uh, you know, I have to switch devices again. But every time I boot up a OnePlus UI, I'm just like, God damn, <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so the thing I was going to ask you is I, I want to talk about the next big thing. The next big, I think it's the elephant in the room for this phone. Mm-hmm. It's the camera. Yeah. Um, and and I want to ask, I want to start with, I have a lot of nitpicking okay. and a lot of things I can talk about um, because cameras are constantly getting so much better that, yeah. you know, the 7 Pro really brought the OnePlus 
camera experience to a level which I thought was kind of competitive, close to the best, not quite there, but we're, we're you know, acceptably good enough. 90, 99% of us will be happy, including myself. Mm-hmm. And then they went ahead and with the 7T, added a bunch of cool new stuff, but also taketh away, there is no OIS on the yeah. telephoto and it is a f***ing disaster in low light. Yeah, so... The, the telephoto particularly. Right, right. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of a, it's a mixed bag, right? Because like OnePlus phones have always been bad in low light and they've never really gotten that approved. Even, the, even their... Um, their night mode is yeah, not it's really barely it's, a it's, night mode it's not night mode it's high <laughs> dynamic it's hdr mode <laughs> like, it's like hey look we can take pictures that are as good as uh the other phones in no light mode yeah it, it basically just like preserves the highlights but it doesn't do anything to the shadows so i i've told them over and over that they need to change the naming of it because it's not a night mode um i would say that i'm happy with good light performance it feels like because like on the OnePlus 7 pro they they released so many software updates that made the camera better like i was very proud of them they just like well maybe they will right i mean this phone is not even out till october 18th at this point yeah, officially for you folks I, to buy i know so like who knows kinda, we're like super early here it's nuts that they're like announcing it this early but anyway um it, it feels like they ported all the software improvements from the 7 pro to this phone so i'm i'm happy about that uh, but the low light is still bad. I do agree that the, like the lack of OIS in the telephoto sucks, and in any telephoto lens, you really, really need to put OIS. It's not quite as big of a deal because it's two x telephoto and not three x, and it's like the longer your lenses, the more you need telephoto. I mean, the more you need OIS. Uh, but it's still annoying, and you're pretty much gonna get like shaky shots. Just yeah. not as shaky so, as if so it was 3X, I guess. This, so you know what? <laughs> um, I was really pissed off when I first tried I would it. say general camera performance is really good. Um, I am really happy with the highlight shots for it. And the macro mode is really cool. There's like this yeah. really... Macro, in- so super macro is really a great feature. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think there's that's, literally... That's what I meant by improvements. That and the, the super stable video, which is interesting, by the way, because it uses the ultra wide sensor Yes. And data from the tele and the main sensor to kind of compensate for motion. It's really remarkable, actually. Which is cool. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to try it out that much. I'm planning Just on Just walk down the today. street with the phone in your hand and you'll see nothing. It's like the super stable on the Samsung. It's just I, like nothing. I feel moves. like suddenly a lot of manufacturers have gotten really good about 855 ISP, baby. Yeah. Like yeah, the Qualcomm giveth. Well, even the Huawei, I feel like the first phone that really like took it to the next level was the P30 Pro. Because yeah. that that camera was like stupidly stable, and then suddenly after that, it was like the all the Samsung phones were really stable, and then now this one is is crazy stable too. So I don't know. It's it's awesome that they can use software processing to make video that good. Yeah, and when they say high, they call it hybrid civilization. Unlike others who call hybrid a mixture of OIS and EIS, electronic and optical civilization, they're calling it a hybrid because it uses all the lenses. Which I think um, is cooler. <laughs> it's like cooler. That. It's way cooler. Actually, I'm sure they also use accelerometers and stuff. Um, I want you to know right off the bat, if you're if you're like wondering, like you know, about the camera, it's as good in my opinion overall as the Seven Pro, except potentially a little worse in low light for the telephoto. But it has advantages like that super stable and that super macro. But I still think that now, four months later, you know, um is it seems kind of on the lower end of the quality of what a camera fo- should be on a flagship. I think, yeah. My, this is how much things have improved. I think the worst lens on this on this phone is the telephoto. It's like softer. Oh, it's really bad. Yeah. It's softer than all the other ones, and the, the color profile is way different. And you know the other thing that's interesting about it is that I think it's a lot of it is so- just software because like some of the photos I took with it, even in day- bright daylight... Looked like rendered paintings. Yeah. Like they I, have that brush stroke feel. Like I took a photo of a dog and the dog's hair looks like somebody drew it with a brush. Yeah. It's crazy noise reduction, mm. even in daytime. It's like, there's something wrong there. I think it's a software thing. That is weird. Yeah. yeah. It's going to get better. Basically, but don't expect miracles in light. I Basically, how do you do a stable photo in the light? I actually asked Eric this question and 
he said that, and I asked him, he hasn't 100% confirmed, like the answer wasn't clear to me, like as yes, like a clear yes. But I asked, because a lot of phones do this, you know, the Xiaomi Mi 9T and Mi 9T Pro, the equivalent Redmi K20 and K20 Pro, those mm-hmm. are really amazing triple camera, uh, Snapdragon 730 and 855 uh, phones that cost $350, $400. They have no OIS on any lens. Mm. And they... Um, actually have this thing where if you're in low light, like in a normal night scene, you're walking down the street at night, you want to take a photo. When you do zooming, even if you pick the telephoto lens, it's using the main sensor. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's using the main sensor because it's got bigger pixels, like the 48 megapixels binning in, in, into a 1.6 micron size pixel. And then it has a faster f over 1.7 or 1.8 or whatever it is lens, right? Yeah. So they use that in low light. And so I asked, I said, look, I am seeing some really bad results, particularly in light with the tele. Does it even does it even fire in low light? Like, are you even getting right. data from that sensor and using it? Like, are you just zooming in on the main sensor? Because remember, you got forty eight megapixels. You don't have to bin. Like, you can in software say, "I don't want to bin the forty eight. I got forty eight megapixels. Give them, give me the raw data, and I'll do a pretty heavy noise reduction pass on it, and we'll get something." Right? Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know what they're doing there. It's it's kind of a bit of a mystery and. It's really a head scratcher to me that they wouldn't put OIS on that lens, and and be, and because you, you feel it, like I've done side by sides with the seven T, seven Pro. I mean, and unless you rest the phone on something, you cannot get a stable image on the viewfinder. Like it, you know how the 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 Huawei phones kind of lock in. They have this weird thing where it's combining OIS and EIS and in the telephoto, yeah. and it takes like five seconds or so before like you get this super stable viewfinder, right? Like, and you're like, okay, I'm locked in now. I can take my photo. That doesn't seem to happen with these phones that have no OIS and, yeah. and stuff on the tele. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's rough. Like, But here's the thing. So I was really pissed off about this, David. And then I go and look side by side at the results between the 7 Pro and the 7T in low light with the telephoto. And guess what? They're just as crappy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Despite yeah. all the software update on the 7 Pro. So I think, again, in four months, we've gotten used to another level. And I think that's kind of what I was saying when we were starting. You know, it's like, it's weird to me where, where to put this phone in the lineup. Because in many ways, it's, I think, better phone than the 7 Pro. But at the same time, it's cheaper and it takes some things away, kind of like the OIS on the uh, on the tele and a slightly smaller battery. Right. And of course, if you want a 2K display, it doesn't have that. And if you like the pop-up camera, it doesn't have that. I personally feel that's actually a move towards appeasing the carriers more than anything because this phone is going to be available on T-Mobile on the 18th as well. Uh, the pricing for T-Mobile hasn't been announced yet, but for obviously the pricing on OnePlus is $599. There's a single SKU, 8 gigabyte, 128. I want to talk about that as well a little okay, bit. Okay, so but, that that is only in the US, but in select regions, there will be a 256. Oh, um, burn. Yeah, so... I don't understand why they didn't make that available on the OnePlus site. Like, personally, I don't really care that like the T-Mobile version would only be 128 or whatever, but like... Come on. Like, it's like, it's almost like we don't want to cannibalize the 7 Pro. I think it's just mostly for India because they are so spec heavy there and consumers are so obsessed with, uh, with specs there. My, my coworker who's from India, um, Dhruv, he has a 256 Oh yeah, Dhruv. I know Dhruv. Yeah. So he, he, I forgot that he joined you guys. Yeah. Say hello for me if he's still around. He's actually here for Amazon. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, so we, we're going to meet up again today. But yeah, he sh- he showed me like in his specs in his phone, it says 256 gigs. So. Aww. Yep. I am mad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I mean, so what I'm trying to say, though, it's weird to me that it's better phone in many ways. It's cheaper and it takes some things away. But overall, I think it gives more than it takes. And um. I don't know. For me, it's like I, a lot. I was saying it's kind of a carrier play. Like, okay, so we know T-Mobile's on board, but I wouldn't be surprised if the other foot drops after the 18th or just before the 18th, where they announce that Sprint is on board, for example, with a special version that doesn't have 5G, but you'll need a special version because of CDMA support. Because hey, they have a CDMA capable 5G version of the 7 Pro for Sprint. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of noise made about that phone. It was just kind of announced. Nobody's really tested it. So it's like, does it support CDMA? I would assume so. Uh, it's just going to be a lot of questions. And and the other thing is, maybe AT&T will be on board. And if you do that, you want a phone that doesn't have too many moving parts, right? Right. 
Right, so right. The, the pop-up camera is, becomes an issue. So this is puzzling to me in the lineup because there's got to be. I didn't watch the news today because the announcement, the official announcement this morning. So maybe you can fill me in if, if, I'm, if I'm wrong here. But have they announced the 7T Pro yet? No. Right. So we can assume that's going to happen, right? Probably. Yeah. Well, it's really strange because here, think about this, right? Okay, every since the, the 3T, since they started the T, which was like the TikTok cycle, right? The big phone came out, the 3, then the 3T is kind of like the talk cycle, the, the upgraded version. Like it went from a Snapdragon A20 to a Snapdragon A21 and a bit of a battery, and etc. And then we got the 5, the 5T, the 6, the 6T. It was clockwork, like six months apart. February, March, October, November, right? And then here we get this phone in March, April, whenever it was, the 7 Pro. And then yeah. we now have two phones. Now we have two phones in the lineup. We have like a slightly cheaper one. The 7 didn't make it to the US. We have the 7 Pro that made it to the US. And then this should be the talk, right? And this should be flip. the upgrade. Right. And it is the upgrade because 855, but it's the upgrade on the low end one. And if you compare the 7 with the 7T, they are not a TikTok. It's more like a talk tick. Yeah. Right. To me, the seven is an updated six T. If you think about it, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. And and yet the seven T is so it's the lineup doesn't make sense. And if there is a seven T yeah. Pro coming, then what the hell is it going to have in it? An eight fifty five, and then what are you going to do? Remove the OIS? Like, how can you improve on what you have? The only thing I could see them doing with the seven with the seven T Pro is more RAM, more storage, uh, better cameras. More and, of and everything. The, the 2K yeah. display and a slightly bigger battery, like 4,200 million hours or something. So that would really be a talk for the, the, the tick that was a 7 Pro. Yeah. But this is not a talk. This I know. is a completely new, to me, this is a completely new phone. This is a reset phone. I honestly think what they did, what, what happened was um, the 6T in the United States was a huge success for them. It sold like hotcakes. And the reason for that was because it was such an obvious choice at that price point, right? Like, when people, it was, I think, $550. And when people walked into a T-Mobile store, uh, you got the iPhone 10 for a grand. Uh, you got, like, the Galaxy S9 or whatever it was at the time for, like, nearly a grand. Right. And, and then you had this. This was $550. And so, like, a lot of T-Mobile people were like, yeah, like, this is actually a super good phone for basically half the price. And... They sold a crap load of those. They sold so many. And then I think what happened was they only introduced the 7 Pro and the 7 Pro was $669. And yeah, and at that point, you're close to, especially now the iPhone 11, which as we know is a super awesome phone for a lot of people. For and $699, yeah. the S10e. The S10e is now what, $600? Something like, like that, easily, yeah. yeah. Right? And that's a great phone for that money. Yeah, so I think I think it's like, the 7 Pro is still a good value for what you're getting, but it's just not the obvious, like, holy crap, that's such a good deal value. Like, literally in my review of the 7 Pro, I think my final sentence of it was like, OnePlus phones used to be the, obvi- the obvious option, and now, yeah. they're, now they're just a good option. So, at, at the price point, basically. Um, totally, totally. So yeah, anyway, I think what I think they realized like we need to bring that stupid half like literally half cost uh value back into the United States because the people the people that if you get too close to iPhone pricing, people are just going to buy an iPhone. But if you give consumers the option of paying half the price and still having a good experience, then they'll go with that. So yeah. it, I think that's why they switched back to the standard model in the United States. Yeah, and so I mean, if there is a 7T Pro, we don't even know if it's coming to the US. We don't know if you know what the specs are going to be. So I wasn't sure if they're going to be announcing anything today. They didn't. So there you go. I mean, obviously, I'll be honest with you, right? If you want a an, what I call an affordable flagship, this is the only game in town. Like, I mean, you you don't even want to go anywhere else. That ZT Axon 10 Pro I reviewed is awesome for the money. In fact, it's 256 gigs of storage for yeah. $50 less. But the camera is abysmal. It's worse than the Moto G7. That's how oof, bad it is. Oof. It's really bad. Like it has no OIS on the on the tele as well. Like there's so many things that are but the even for the it's a 48 megapixel main sensor. It's a Samsung one, not the Sony one. And it's not the hardware. It's the software. It's literally paintbrush central noise it's it's an it's a it's an utter disaster. But everything else about it is fantastic. 
I'll link to the review in my in the show notes, uh, the both reviews of both phones. But the thing is, it's like you look at that, it's that or the Zenfone 6, which doesn't have a telephoto and has an IPS panel, which I don't think is even in the same league. Or what else do you got? Like Anubia Magic Mars 3 or yeah. whatever? Like I just think that for the price, you can't get this amount of speed and incredible UI. It's just And it's a beautiful phone in many ways. Like I yeah. love this design with that round camera pod. I know there's this whole bunch of phones in the last two weeks. The next three you were in, in Shenzhen for that. Sorry, in Shanghai for that, right? Yeah. And then there was the uh there was the Mate 30 Pro and 30 last week. Yeah. So I mean it's kind of a design language thing that's going on, but I hate to remind everyone because I'm old and cranky, right? Yeah. <laughs> that hello, the ten twenty Lumia from Nokia was the first phone with this concept of a big round circle in the back with a camera system in it. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Back to the future we are. Um, but, yeah, look, I love the design. I love the looks of this thing um, and the size and the shape. And then you build quality, speed, you know, store as a storage could be better. I, I wish it given us 256 for that $600 and that the 128 version sold for 549 That would be like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm pushing it here, right? And then no wireless charging. When is OnePlus finally going to so, give okay. us wireless freaking charging? The Axon $550 has wireless charging. I think that they kind of want to play the Apple game where if they do something, they want it to be really, really good. And so I think what they're going to do is their wireless charging is slowly getting higher wattage. And I think in the OnePlus 8, which is supposed to be a tick, you know, a new tick, uh, theoretically, I think that they're going to add like 25 watt wireless charging. I hope so. Well, I uh, didn't, uh, we're going to talk about this. Didn't who just added 30 watt wireless charging? Um, I think it was the mate 30 pro. Yeah. Right. Somebody yeah. just did anyway. So it's, it's coming. Um, and Xiaomi has been pushing high watt wireless charging for a while now. Exactly. Too. You know, yes. no, it's not that you're probably right about the mate 30 pro and the 30 watt wireless, but I'm actually, the one I was thinking about was the new Xiaomi Mi nine. Pro. Oh which yeah. We're it's talk always about Xiaomi that's pushing. It's always Xiaomi. Freaking Xiaomi. But anyway, yeah. um, I'm bummed about the lack of wireless charging because I use it a lot. And uh-huh. I feel like, I think you make a good point, which is they don't want to compromise the charging performance, the speed. But to me, it's more being a cost thing. It's like, hey, we can save a dollar, you know, or whatever it is. Um, $10, whatever it is for wireless, I don't think it's $10. Uh, maybe to the consumer, it's like 3 or $4. Yeah. But to them, it's got to be like a dollar. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer to me. And of course, no headphone jack, that's not coming back. No notification LED, that's not coming back. Yeah. You know, I have this theory. Somebody I was on the show told me this. What do you think of this? That to have something that looks and feels like a flagship today, you can't have a headphone jack. Um, yeah, that's an interesting... You know interesting... what I'm saying? Like people, if they see the headphone jack, they perceive it as a low or mid-range phone. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Because of freaking Apple. Yeah, I guess because like my friend has a um, Pixel 3a in it. Well, that looks cheap for a lot of reasons, but I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I like know. the purple, though. I guess that's kind of true. But at the same time, I just like. Well, I wish it was there. I don't know. I think that I think the S10 Plus looks like a flagship and it has a headphone jack. Well, yeah, but that look, the notes now don't have headphone jack. So I think everybody's switching over to this perception of, of quality so because you have a stupid. good wireless. <laughs> I think mostly OnePlus wants to sell you bullet wireless headphones. I mean, There's yeah. not even a freaking adapter in the box. Yeah. Come on, OnePlus. How expensive? You're in Shenzhen. No one puts adapters in the box anymore. Well, not even, um, not even Samsung put a charger in the, I mean, an adapter in the box for the Note 10. They all want you to buy their wireless accessories and they're cheap. I mean, anyway, I, I notification light would be nice. I, I, you know, they could have put it in that little slit right above the display inside the, the, the actual speaker holes like uh, what HTC used to do. But I mean, look, it's like I'm an old person right now yelling at the clouds, I think. Um, <laughs> but but uh, the, there's no IP rating as usual with OnePlus. They're kind of stubborn about that. But it, it, there's a very nice little red um, silicone seal around the... Uh, the SIM slot. So I think this thing might actually be, if not water resistant, potentially dunk proof. Um, don't quote me on that. Don't hold me responsible. Uh, but I think that even though they don't have an IP rating, especially it, with my theory of this being a carrier play, they're probably going to have a bit more um, water ingress resistance. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
They always so, do their own testing, so. This is good, right? This is a good phone. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> I, I, I'm very happy with it. This is, I really, Google better outdo themselves on October 15th because, you know, I'm not going to spend, I mean, I'm not going to spend any money because I'm going to get a review in it, but I'm just saying like, I wouldn't spend extra money on a Pixel 4 unless it really brings something incredible to the table. Of yeah. course, the imaging is going to be incredible, but it's not the only thing, right? Like there are rumors of it having 90 Hertz. There's rumors of it having maybe an 855 plus, And hopefully, Android, I'm very impressed with Android 10 on my Pixel 3 XL. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I love it on the OnePlus. I think Android 10 is is way more refined, way smoother than Android 9P was. Mm. That's been my experience, especially on crappy hardware like my 3XL. And so I hope that they, you know, justify the eight or whatever hundred dollars they're going to ask for that phone, you know? Yeah, I think they're probably going to charge a lot for it <laughs> they, they're going to have to do something I, because okay. at this point it's like OnePlus is going to eat their lunch in the u.s otherwise. here's my worry right like solely solely is probably the most exciting thing about the pixel 4 and it's gonna suck and it's gonna suck because it it uses because it's a gimmick already well okay here's the thing the technology is not a gimmick but the problem is that the u.s government i think is not going to let them use it to their full potential um because they ah. they started testing Solian phones in 2014, but they only got U.S. government approval to actually use it this year, and it's because it's literally radar, right? Which yeah. is awesome. It can do it can do things like you can set it next to a deck of cards, and it'll instantly know how many cards are in the deck because it's so precise. That you can I can f- measure the thickness and tell you, yeah, yeah. So I feel like if they were able to open it as an API for developers, you could see some pretty insane apps that use solely, but I have a feeling that like they're not going to be able to, and they're only going to use it for like face unlock and like air gestures, which like, who cares? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, anyway, I'm excited regardless, just because I want to see if there's any like yeah. extra cool features. I'll be there. You'll be there. Uh-huh. We'll tell you all about it. I want to, I don't want to get into this because we could spend a good 20 minutes ranting and raving about a phone that doesn't even exist yet. Um, I mean, it exists, but we don't have, we have never seen it. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's talk about Xiaomi because um, I think we're done with the OnePlus. I think we've covered everything. All right. So Xiaomi Mi 9 Pro, let's let's get that out of the way because we talked about it briefly. Um, looks like an updated version of the Mi 9, has an Snapdragon 855+, has 5G, has... 30 watt wireless charging. See, there you go. I'm looking at the article yep, written by sense. your good colleague Bogdan. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see here. $520 roughly. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. What do you think? Meh, we'll never see it here. Who cares, right? Uh, we'll definitely never see it here, yeah. I I still want to get one and I have like asked when it is when we're going to get a review unit and they were like well, maybe when we take it out of a glass case. <laughs> so Oh. Yeah, wow. we'll see if it if it comes, at I mean, all. it's a five G phone. It's probably sub six, right? Yeah, um, definitely for China and stuff. So, I mean, look, I just, I just want to throw it out there because it exists and is kind of like they're on paper flagship right now. Um, but what I really want to talk about, you know, what I really want to talk about, this crazy concept phone, the Xiaomi Mi Mix Alpha, that they released, and I'm like, I want it so hard. It it looks really weird. It kind of looks like the mate. Yeah, the Mate X, if the Mate X didn't unfold. Correct. That's, I think, the best way. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. I, I think it's, it kind of makes me think that maybe I don't want a folding phone. Maybe I don't, it's more of the idea that I can just pick up my phone. It doesn't matter which position. Like, I mean, this is obviously a concept. And to me, this is the stepping stone to the next logical step. Which is what we've seen with uh, you know Nubia, like uh, the Z the Z20 that's coming up, and the previous one, the dual display one, right? Yeah. It's like you imagine the cameras were under the display on the front and the back, and you could just you don't care what direction, like what angle your phone is, you just pick it up and you, you, your screen is there. Yeah, and then you can have two things on different sides all the time. Yeah. And you just flip it around and you're at another, like you have one app on one side, another app. You just flip it around. You keep using it. You can take photos. Everything just works. 
that's kind of like two phone sandwich in one. Like, and this is kind of like halfway, like not halfway, but like 90, 80%, 75% of the way there. Yeah. I think the cases for this are going to have to be like straight up bumper cases. Cause I like, well, yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. The entire side, like the only, the, you have an end cap at the top and the bottom that are plastic or metal. And then you have got this little strip with the camera in the back. That's plastic or metal. Yeah. And that's it, right? The I rest, can't imagine like the how edges are glass. It. It's waterfall taken to the extreme, right? Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine how they would do it otherwise. But it looks so cool. Yeah, it looks it looks interesting. I would like to try to play with it and see how it is. But yeah, I mean, I'm I was actually surprised that very few. It looked like very few Western media were there. Yeah, I doubt anyone was there. Usually, I mean, like <laughs> Vivo and Oppo usually flies us around for this kind of their stuff, and then here yeah, the Xiaomi thing is much. really incredible and they don't seem to care because probably they don't care about the west right now yeah we've been saying though they should bring their phones i've got that b9t the sapram 730 350 yeah um triple camera awesome pop-up camera phone that thing is great i love it i mean the software is xiaomi but it's way better software than it used to be first of all and much more usable and i love the camera on that thing it's pretty good for the price i mean yeah pretty solid i love uh, xiaomi cameras the mi 8 was one of my favorite phone cameras i've used and that's like almost two years old now wow yeah did not know that yeah i mean so look the reality is this thing is crazy i'll put a link down to a story uh i mean it's the concept phones right so it's the thing is to me what i look at this thing and i think to myself Imagine if we didn't have this kind of competition in the industry. Like, imagine, you know, if this whole China-US trade war escalates to the point where, you know, it, it completely stifles competition. Like, I know it seems unnecessary. We don't know if this is a good idea, if it'll stick. If we use it, maybe it'll suck. Maybe it's too fragile. Just like the folding phones. We don't know yet until we start really using them extensively for a while. Yeah. But... The innovation exists and it's there and it's not coming from a Samsung. It's, well, a little bit maybe with the fold. It's not coming from Apple. It's coming from the Chinese. It's coming from Oppo, Vivo, Xiaomi, right? Yeah. Usually the crazy concept stuff. I think it's like, it's because the markets in China and India are so much more competitive. There's just so much, so many more options and you see like, you see like Realme, like drew was telling me this yesterday like they release like eight phones a year and it's ridiculous like at least eight phones a year i feel like i look on our website and there's just a new real me or a new like a real a new red me or a new you know and it's like and also every major brand now suddenly has a spin-off brand you know it's like yeah red me real me red me real yeah. me yeah it's like cc yeah 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 exactly and then the spin-off brands have spin-off <laughs> It's like, it's ridiculous. It's like, I, I realize there are a ton of people. It's like boy bands. I can't keep track. I know. <laughs> I realize there are a ton of people in India and a ton of people in China, but I like people only update their phone like once every two years. Like how, how many phones are you really selling to, to justify releasing this many devices? I just, I don't know. It seems, yeah, weird. It seems weird to me, but whatever. I mean, look, I like, con- I like concept cars yeah. and I like concept phones. And I kind of wish other companies made, like, not yeah. just the Chinese made concept phones, and okay? I, th- I think they're making the concepts to kind of, like, help their consumer perception, like, to make people think that they're more innovative than other people, you know? Which yeah, is Yeah, and it's, and again, it, I, it's innovation. It pushes innovation. Yeah. It might be stupid and useless, and you don't know what to do with it. Look, when the Galaxy Note came out, the original, I yeah. was at Engadget. I reviewed it. I was in London. They gave me my device there. Yeah. And... I we were all scratching our heads. We're like, what? Yeah, Why? Yeah. And then and look now. The world, yeah. I mean, so look, we don't know. And yeah, maybe this is a stupid thing. But until you try it and you live with it, you don't really know. And that's why I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on the Galaxy Fold, even though I would never buy that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna be reviewing it on video um in a couple of weeks and I'm pretty excited to use it. So stay tuned for that, folks. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Galaxy Fold, uh-huh. it is coming officially to the U.S. tomorrow, the yep. 27th yep. of September. It, by the time you get this podcast, it'll be yesterday, probably. Yeah, yeah. But but you can buy one officially from Samsung Unlocked. Uh, I don't know if it includes 5G for that SKU, but 
Good uh, question, I don't, right? I don't know. I will need to look into that, yeah. Also, I did mention the ZTE Z20. Uh, sorry, it's a Nubia Z20, technically. Uh, Nubia is a sub-brand of ZTE, in case you didn't know. Uh, and then Red Magic, the gaming phones, are a sub-brand from Nubia. So it's like <laughs> ZTE, Nubia, Marge, Red Magic. It's like, what is yeah. it? Uh, what's, what's CC? That's Xiaomi, right? That's Xiaomi, yeah. So Xiaomi, Realme... And then there's also CC. the there's also Black Shark, which is not technically oh, right, it's, Black Shark. it's not technically a Xiaomi brand, but they are a lead investor in the So company. basically, in other words, I'm gonna make a pun. Xiaomi has jumped the shark. Ha. Huh. Yes. <laughs> the black shark. Yeah. Yep. Um and then there's what? Oppo and Redmi. Yeah. And then Xiaomi and Realme and it's just No, wait, no, no. No, it's Realme is Oppo uh, because Redmi oh, is Oh, yeah, Xiaomi. you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. We're getting our brands mixed up here. There's Come on. So yeah, because many. it's like Redmi, it's the Redmi, like the way I remember is me, is Mi 9T and Redmi K20. Oh, right, 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 right. You know, that's how I remember. Same phones, right? And that's the other thing. Not only, like, you think, okay, you know, you buy another sub brand phone and it's a different phone. And most of the time that is true. But Xiaomi is now blurring the lines where you can buy the phones, the same phones under Xiaomi brand and the Redmi brand. Ah, yeah, man. Anyway, so the Nubia Z20 that we discussed earlier, the dual screen phone, the second gen dual screen phone from Nubia, from ZTE, is coming to the world, not just everywhere, including the US on October 14th. Oh, damn, really? Yeah, you wrote about it. Well, not you. Um, Hadley wrote about it. Oh, okay. And they're sending me a review in it. So, and they're very eager. So I think it's coming to the US. Okay, that's awesome. I mean, that's the only logical explanation here. Yeah, yeah. So just to give you a heads up on what it is, it has uh, the triple camera system with 48 megapixel. I'm not sure if it's the Samsung or the the Sony sensor. Uh, Of course, dual display, one the front, one the back. Um, It has a 6.42 full AMOLED uh, 1080p plus display in the front and a 5.1 inch AMOLED HD, so 720p in the back. Oh. Uh, Yeah. It's dual AMOLED this time, 27 watt wired charging, 4,000 milliamp hour battery, and it's got a Snapdragon of some kind. Nah, probably a uh, mid-range doesn't one. doesn't say in this document. Come on, Hadley. How can you not tell us what processor this thing runs? <laughs> You're Hadley, the processor guy. <laughs> I love Hadley. Yeah, Hadley's oh, great. there it is. Oh, it's Snapdragon 855 Plus. Oh. Holy crap. Holy crap. 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. Wow. For $519 in China. That's pretty crazy. Oh, <laughs> with two displays? Holy crap. Wow. Okay, so I'm getting one, so stay tuned for that. Um, also, uh, the last thing I want to talk about briefly, we talked about the Mate 30 and 30 Pro, but... You know, the big elephant in the room last week when we talked about it with uh, with Matthew Miller was the whole, oh my God, no Google Google mobile service, GMS, Google Play, all that stuff. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Android Central, Alex Doby wrote a story there that I'll link in the show notes on how you can install GMS on the Mate 30 Pro. Yeah, we have it. And that is really too. cool. Yeah, yeah. You have one too? Oh, I sh- I'll link to yours. Oh, either, either way. You know, it was um, C. Scott Brown. Ah, oh yeah, that's a good reference to have as a writer for that kind of stuff. He's great. Um, yeah. But I actually, uh, I visited Google a couple days ago um, Ooh. just to have lunch with them. And David, you're everywhere. I know. <laughs> I was there for like two days. But we talked about Mate 30 a little bit because I actually talked to Google's um, head of play security uh, as uh-huh. just like an off the record coffee chat. They were like very adamant about like, yeah, so a lot of people are writing about like how to put it on the Mate 30 Pro and we're not going to stop you guys, but we just like want to reiterate that it worries us because we can't control uh how Huawei is using Android. So Right. Yeah, I don't know. They just like wanted to reiterate that over and over again. So we have some we have of course a few messages in our uh article about it saying like do this at your own risk. Be careful, you know. So it's actually pretty easy to do, though, which is surprising. Yeah, no, it is. And so, you know, I'm getting very soon a uh, Honor 9X Chinese version. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try it on that. Oh, awesome. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. Because, I mean, if it works on a P30 Pro, sorry, the Mate 30 Pro, 
it should work on yeah. an honor phone. Yeah. And, and I'm hoping, but I'm going to try. That's going to be my, my little experiment. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember reviewing the Oppo R15 Pro like a year and a half, two years ago. And it was like the Oppo app store has the Google play store on there as an app. <laughs> and then you just yeah no no it. I mean sometimes it's sometimes it's that simple yeah, right yeah but sometimes it's not and and I think that um you know Huawei is obviously in this very difficult position because they're banned so it's like it's a lot harder look I'm sure Google is not happy to not have Huawei as a business partner yeah you know in the same way as Microsoft is probably not happy not have to have Huawei as a business partner for Windows and Intel for uh, for their chips because they make great laptops yeah right yeah and so. And so I'm sad about that. I think, you know, the, the American companies in tech, especially in tech, are not happy with this at all. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to try their best. I, I mean, did you not read recently that uh, I think there was an article earlier this week that uh, Qualcomm is resuming shipment of parts to Huawei? That seems to be a con oh. like completely like ignoring the ban. I don't know how they're getting away with it. Maybe they got a special authorization. If they can do it, I'm sure others are pressuring. Uh, yeah, you know, for special exemptions, maybe Google is too high profile for that. Qualcomm kind of flies under the radar because maybe the chips that they're supplying are these main power management chips or power amplifiers or whatever, yeah. which are not really like critical in terms of firmware, you know. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I, all I'm saying is that all this stuff is really in flux. But if you're as a listener considering to buy a Mate 30 pro or made 30 right now even with these tutorials think of this for a second netflix doesn't work because yeah. of drm mm -hmm. google pay doesn't work because of drm um apparently um uber and lyft might not work yeah uh, uh i don't think alex had a chance to try it out because anything directly calling the google maps apis yeah. need drm yeah and won't work i'm sure so you start doing the math yes you can technically install the software and you might be able to get it to work but how much longer is that going to work like when is google going to put a restriction to protect themselves right uh, from the the you know the government's uh scrutiny uh, to restrict access to the Gmail API. At that point, you could have the Gmail app installed, but if you don't have the right DRM on the phone, you can't access your email. Yep. So, I, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting a Mate 30 Pro. I'm really looking forward to this whole situation getting resolved and this being fixed. Yeah. But, you know, it's a bigger can of worms than we all imagined, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Definitely. Yeah. So, oof, Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, that's basically the news, uh, but I'm kind of wondering, is what's been, what's been in your pockets? What have you been using lately other than the OnePlus 70? Um, you know, I was using the Note 10 Plus up until this, uh, which like, I can't even remember, did I review another phone between this and that? <laughs> it's been, it's been an interesting couple months. Um, the summer was pretty quiet, which is nice. I, I really like having your phones to review because the upcoming month and oh my god it's insane right now it's yeah i I'd got so i got back from burning man these are the phones that i received after burning man i got the asus zenfone 6 finally i got a u.s version oh nice i i hadn't gotten one remember you and i were at computex together you yeah. were rocking one then yeah i'm a little behind sorry folks um a note 10 plus uh, -huh. uh which you know had arrived while i was away at burning man uh, I got um, a, the Axon 10 Pro that I just reviewed for Geekspin. I got the OnePlus 7T. I got a um, Oppo Reno 2. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm getting that Z20 from Nubia. Uh, there's a bunch of other phones coming. Of course, Pixel. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, I, I can't keep track. Like, I just, as we were talking just now, Brad Molin of Alcatel. Yeah, yeah. T TCL just email me and says, "Hey, you want that flip phone?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I want that flip phone because it's freaking awesome." With the you know the the KaiOS based uh, oh, Alcatel yeah, yeah, flip yeah, yeah. Yeah. for Timo. So I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll take it." Because you know how can I not say yes? Like you do not understand. We're such in a great position. I can't complain that people want to send me phones. Okay, I can't say no unless it's like something really boring. Yeah. This is not boring. It's a flip phone. Yeah, it's a tough. It's it's phone apocalypse. It's that time where you, have you noticed that they've managed to crunch phone apocalypse into a shorter span of time? Yeah. 
It lasted into November last year. It did, but also it didn't start as early last year, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, you're right. It started more, like, other than the iPhone, it started more in, like, late, it started with the Google, actually, stuff, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I remember the V40 came out a day or two before the Pixel. Yeah. And it was never heard of again. There was V40, and then there was also, (laughs) Huawei was in October last year. Yeah, it was late October. There was also Razer Phone 2. Oh, yeah, Razer Phone 2. Uh, it was OnePlus came out really late. OnePlus was end of October, and yeah, yeah it was it was late. Yeah, so so this year I'm hoping that by the end of October we're all done. I'm praying, really. You're praying. I wow. would really, really like some time to relax. So <sighs> even like I went to Iceland and it was supposed to be a vacation, and it was supposed to be nine days, and then I got cut to four because of because uh, I had to go to China. And then even those four days, like I was just ra- rapidly getting messages on Slack, and it was just like, I will never be. Did able you to... see Iceland? I did. I I rented a car. Did you enjoy it? I really, really, really enjoyed. Isn't it, it amazing? I spent a week there in 2014, yeah. 15. Yeah. Uh, when it was before, it was really the hot thing to do. Yeah. And holy crap, that place blew my freaking it, mind. It feels like another planet, honestly. Yeah, totally. And did it also blow your mind how good connectivity is there? Yeah, yeah. The data was really fast. I think it was because it was, it's just not congested there. There's, There's just nobody so few there. People. But also, you know, they're right on the fiber that crosses the Atlantic. Right. So they, they're like getting really prime uh, performance. Yeah. And they have a fiber optic ring going around the ring road. Yeah. Uh, every town is served by a very high speed multi gigabit fiber optic link. Yeah. And so they, they got cell towers, you know, like coming off of that. Uh, when I was there in 2015, it was the fastest LTE I had ever experienced, like 50 megabit LTE in 2015. Yeah. It was really, really good while I was there too. I would like, I would, you know, imagine, like, picture this in your head, all of you all. Miriam in a completely desolate landscape by by herself mm. laughing hysterically holding her phone in her hand because she's getting 50 megabits per second download <laughs> that is the, what you have to picture in your head right now that's exactly what would happen i would look at theo my spouse and go i cannot believe this there's nothing around us for miles yep this is funny as f- wow like i mean yeah, yeah yeah it's beautiful though isn't it yeah it was gorgeous so cool. yeah, I was really. At least you got a bit of time. I yet. just tweeted uh, actually a whole Google Photos album of some pictures. If you want to check it Ooh, out, there. Oh, I'm gonna check that. I was out. able to. I was able to borrow a camera because my camera got stolen in uh, at IFA. So I was able to borrow a camera from Chris um, for Iceland. So I was really really happy that I had something to use. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was good though. It was fun. I I really want to go back. I just rented a car and like drove around the entire island. So that's what I did too. Yeah, we rented a car for uh, for a week. We had a little um, uh, Dacia, uh, which is uh, is a part of the Renault Nissan group. Yeah, um, and it's a little four by four, like all wheel drive, slightly lifted mini SUV. But the one I had was stick shift diesel, and that thing we took it off road. We went to see that you know that that plane that's in the middle of nowhere yeah, yeah, on the yeah. black sand. We yeah. we like off road right to it. it nice. Was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know it's like a mile off the trail, so it's kind of hard to get to. Yeah, you don't want to walk there. Yeah. But look, um, it's exciting. I, I'm excited about what's happening. I, this Xiaomi Mi Mix Alpha and other phones like, you know, the upcoming Mate X and e- even the Galaxy Fold with all of its flaws and, and heavy history now. Yeah. PR. I'm still you know, stoked to get that. Madness. Yeah, me too, because it's, it's like we finally get to experience the future, right? And yeah. that's something we really need to do. Like, we need to be able to tell you, the listener, what what is right and what is wrong and what is good and what is bad. In the yeah. same way as we just walked you through the entire OnePlus 7T, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. We should probably wrap it up. Yep. Um, do you want to tell everyone where on the internets they can find you? Sure. So uh, my primary platform is Twitter because I love Twitter. It's like a group chat with the internet. Um, that's right and i'm at at dervid ml on twitter because i can't get my actual name as a handle so it's d <laughs> d-u-r-v-i-d-i-m-e-l uh i post all most of my content there at least the stuff that i am proud of <laughs> um and if you want to read my stuff you can go to androidauthority.com or androidauthority.com slash author slash david ml uh otherwise i'm on youtube at android authorities youtube channel 
That's right. You are Android Authority's YouTube channel. <laughs> Mostly. As yeah. far as I'm concerned. Mostly, yeah. 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 Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, you should definitely follow David. Um, and you know where to find me on the internet. I'm at Tankerl. That's T-N-K-G-R-L. Like uh, the Tankerl, the comic book, but without the vowels. And uh, at Tankerl on Instagram, at Tankerl on Twitter. My Twitter is where you really should be uh, commenting and asking questions about the podcast. And uh, Instagram is a lot of pretty pictures of phones, taken with phones, all that good stuff. Um, I'm not a big fan of like Instagram stories. So if that's what you want, I might be dipping my toes into that soon. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm old school. So hang tight on the just the photos alone are a pretty big achievement for me. <laughs> and then I got a YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash Miriam Joir, my full name spelt out. If you don't know how to spell my name, go to my Twitter. Twitter account, have a look there. Remove the space between the two names and you add that to YouTube URL. Go there. There is like a bunch of unboxings and hands-ons and whatever else I fancy. And you should subscribe. Please do that. Tell your friends, comment in the comments, uh, click the little bell for notifications, all that good stuff. But more importantly, we're listening to a podcast, so subscribe to the podcast, mobiletechpodcast.com. If you're old school and you want RSS, that's where the RSS feed is. But if you're just using an app like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcast, or even listening to Spotify or TuneIn Radio, I'm there. You can find the Mobile Tech Podcast on these platforms, and I hope you subscribe because without you, we can't make this happen. And so, yeah, also, we can't make it happen without our sponsor, which is audible.com. I want to thank them. They've been around for a really long time supporting us, and they're great. I love books, but I don't have time to read them. And so I listen to them on my road trips, on my commute, whatever I need to do. I don't really commute, but I do live in two cities, so sometimes I drive for a while. And this is great. You know, you can, uh, if you're like a delivery driver or something, just put on some book and listen to it. A lot of them are read by the authors. They have incredible selection. I recommend The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. If you haven't read it yet, uh, good old uh, Douglas Adams. And um, yeah, I think you should check it out. Uh, the best part is that you get a free month with no strings attached if you click through the uh, link in the description below and you support the podcast. And so you get to keep the one free book for that time that you've been uh, trying it out. You don't have to renew if you don't like it. Uh, so it's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. Uh, check out Audible. And I'd like to thank them for supporting the show. But also I want to thank David for being back on the show for like, I don't know, the nth time it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it though. I like I love, ah, I love doing podcasts. So. I like having you on. It's great. Thank you. We geek out about all kinds of weird tensions like Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, folks, stay tuned. We'll have another show next week. And until then, cheers, everybody. Bye. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.